Talia Tonga Viola breaks the all-time record. You are locked on turf. Your daily podcast on the Maryland turf. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Talia Tungavaiola cements his legacy not only at Maryland, but the entire Big Ten in all of college football. As a lot of you guys know, after the win against Rutgers in a great game for the Maryland Terrapins, and especially great game for Talia Tungavaiola, Talia Tungavaiola becomes the all-time Big Ten passing leader against Rutgers on Saturday. He's not second on Big Ten yardage. He's not third on Big Ten. 10 yardage in terms of passing yards. He is number one all time in big 10 passing yards. And it is such an amazing accomplishment for him to be able to do something like that, become an all time big 10 record holder of one of the best conferences in all of college football. And maybe the big 10 is known for running the ball more than throwing the ball, but it's still quite an amazing accomplishment. When you think of all the different quarterbacks, the NFL type of players, all the different programs, whether it's an Ohio state, whether it's a Penn state, whether whatever it is, a Michigan, all the nationally known programs that have been in the big 10, all the great players that they have had and all the other players that have gone to the NFL that went to smaller schools that have had a great NFL careers that were in the Big Ten. When you think about Tom Brady, the best quarterback of all time, played in the Big Ten. When you think about Russell Wilson, one of the better quarterbacks in today's NFL, maybe you slow down a bit, but over the last 10 years, over the last decade, Russell Wilson has been one of the best quarterbacks in all of the NFL. And he has been in the Big Ten. And when you think about guys like that that have been in the Big Ten and Drew Brees, when you think of Drew Brees, a Saints legend, and has some of his passing, some of his passing records, he's top three in passing records in all different things in the NFL. He has Saints records. He has different records. When you think of all those type of guys that have been in the Big Ten, whether it's an Ohio State, one of the Ohio State quarterbacks, like just like a C.J. Who just came out, or JT Barrett, or even a guy like Dwayne Haskins, even though he passed away, which is still a really sad thing. But when you think about all those different type of players, for Talia Tungavaiola to be number one on the all-time Big Ten record books for passing yards, it is truly amazing accomplishment for him to have done. It's Something that you don't just wake up being able to do. You have to have the right coaching staff. You have to have the right players around him. And he said he'll tell you that first, that it's about the entire Maryland program. And I agree with that. I think that's a record that is not just Talia's, but it's the entire Maryland program, obviously, as Talia's name on it. But the receivers have done some really good things. We think it back to Rakeem Jarrett, Dante Demas. This year, Jayshon Jones, 
Ty Felton, Caden Prather, if you thought about all the great skill position guys he's had, especially on the outside, and maybe our offensive line hasn't known to be the best overall, but still it's been good enough for him to pass the all-time record, which is truly amazing to do. And going into the game, he needed 269 yards, and you could kind of tell right away he was going to get it. I mean, 269 yards in a game isn't like an easy thing to do. For Talia, that's on about on par, about on average for what he does per game. But he did go into the game needing 269 yards against Rutgers to beat the record. But like I said, when you when he threw that deep ball to Ty Felton and got that long gain to Ty Felton over the top, um, you kind of knew that he was going to get the record. Usually when you get that type of play early on in the game, your passing yardage is going to be pretty high for the game when you get a big play early on in the game, and that's exactly what he did to Ty Felton. And you could kind of feel like Maryland wasn't going to let him go out of this game without the record. I'm sure that gives them some flexibility in the bowl game, playing a guy like Billy Edwards, maybe getting Cameron Edge some reps in the bowl game. I wouldn't be surprised to see all three quarterbacks in the bowl game, and now that gives them some flexibility to be able to do that. But also I'm looking at – we might play like Utah in a bowl game. There's different bowl projections out there. And if we play someone like Utah, I think we really want to ride our starters and play it like a real game because that could be a huge game for a program because Utah has been a really solid program. But if we play a program similar to that, then we definitely want to play our guys. And Talia will, I'm sure, play a lot of the game. But still, it gives them flexibility. So you knew they were going to try and pass the ball as much as they possibly could, make sure he got that record, and that's exactly what he did. But he got it pretty easily. He had it by halftime with 2.69 or a minute left, a minute 69 left about in the first half. And on a six-yard gain to Jayshon Jones, he got it. So he did it with plenty of time left. He was on track for about almost – 500 yards in the first half. I mean, he slowed down, but he was on track to have quite the big day, and he still had a really big game overall with 24 for 31 for 361 yards and three touchdowns. So an awesome game to break the record on on a season final, um, the last game of the season, and to for him to break the record on that type of game and to walk out like that on his last regular season game even though he has one more bowl game from the walkout like that it's a pretty truly amazing thing and basically in case you guys didn't know the guys that he beat he actually started the game fourth all time in big 10 passing yards so he wasn't like second already and he just needed to pass one guy he was actually fourth but he was fourth all time but he was still going to be all those guys once he got the 263 yards so the guys that he beat was Drew Brees. Drew Brees, of course, you guys know, like I said, Saints legend, one of the best NFL quarterbacks of all time. Drew Brees went to Purdue, if you guys didn't know, did some really amazing things at Purdue and, of course, had a great NFL career and, it, and is now in doing a lot of NFL media type of stuff. But Drew, he passed Drew Brees, and he also passed Adam Weber, who's a Minnesota legend, Two legends right there, two college football legends in Adam Weber and Drew Brees, two great players. And then he passed, who was the guy that was originally first overall coming into this year, Curtis Painter, another Purdue QB. So the Purdue QBs back in the day, I didn't know much about Purdue and their history at quarterback, but the Purdue QBs used to sling it around because I was reading something about Curtis Painter, and clearly he was a gunslinger similar to what Talia 
was, or similar to what Talia is, throws the ball all over the place. But those were the three guys that Talia passed on Saturday. So he did not only pass one, not two, but three guys overall to move in number one in the Big Ten and passing yards and really cement his legacy not only just in Maryland, but in the Big Ten, like I said at the beginning. And that's the whole point of this. And good players, I say good players get remembered by their school, but still good players fade away overall. Unless they do something huge in the NFL or have a solid career in the NFL, they usually get kind of forgotten by their school. And that's kind of overall what it is. Maybe some a lot of people still remember you from their school, but you're not you're not remembered nationally. You're not remember what you've done. You're not you're not gonna be remembered in the record books. But great players, amazing players, not good players, step up. Great players like Talia has been for this program. They can get remembered for decades and for a long, long time for what they have done to the Maryland program and what he's done not only for the Maryland program, but in the Big Ten, being one of the most prolific passers we have seen in a really long time. And so for him to be able to do that in the Big Ten, when you think about all the quarterbacks, like I said, that have been in the Big Ten, he's going to be remembered not only just in Maryland history books, because we know he has all the Maryland passing yard um, records, whether it's passing yards, of course, if you're all the time the Big Ten, number one Big Ten, you're going to have the Maryland passing yard record too, whether it's passing touchdowns in Maryland completions. He has all that type of stuff. But now he's going to remember not only just in the Maryland record books, but also in the Big Ten record books. But more importantly to us Maryland fans and him, just accomplishing this record is he has changed this program. He has brought us to three straight bowl games, which is a truly amazing accomplishment. Um, we haven't done that in over 10 years. So for him to bring us to three straight bowl games, that's exactly where we want to be as a program. We were in the dumps. We didn't know what this program was going to be. We didn't know how to move forward. And now the fact that he has brought us to three straight bowl games, three straight seasons over 3,000 yards. And like I said, has all the Maryland record books. He's really changed his program, changed the trajectory of this program. And now it's up to the other players to keep it going. And like I said, this is not all about him. This is a team award. You can't do this without great coaching staff, without a great offensive coaching staff. And I don't want to say we have great offensive lines, but you can't do this without at least a semi-decent type of line. And you can't do it without great weapons on the outside. So this is definitely a team award, but it's still up to everybody else to continue this energy that that Talia has really been a huge part of building the foundation. And like I said, going to three straight bowl games, changing the look of the program and really making it one of the better programs in the Big Ten currently. Um, who knows next year with the realignment, but still Maryland finishes fourth in the Big Ten on the Big Ten east side of things behind Michigan, Ohio State. State and Penn State, which is exactly where I thought we would be and exactly where I think was realistic to think and the best spot for us to be right now. So a truly amazing accomplishment for Talia Tunga-Viola. Let's switch gears completely. The Maryland freshmen are in a slump, and it could cost the Terps down the road. I'll tell you about that after this ad from the Game Time app. 
Have you ever wanted to go to a game at the last minute, like a Maryland Terrapins game, but finding tickets is hard? I've been there before. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, and comedy theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The Maryland freshmen are struggling and are in a big slump and it could cost Maryland basketball down the road big time. The two freshmen struggled greatly against South Alabama, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. I don't have a problem with how they're playing on the defensive side of the ball. I actually think they've done a lot of really good things. I thought they have brought big-time energy to the defensive side of the ball and have done some really good things, have communicated well, and just bring energy on the defensive side of the ball, which honestly on defense is half the battle. I think defensively they're going to be fine. I think Deshaun Harris-Smith has a chance to be one of the best defenders in the Big Ten as he continues to grow up and as he continues to go up the line at Maryland and as he continues to get older. But right now, Kaiser and Harris-Smith are in a huge offensive slump, in a huge offensive slump in South Alabama – was the worst game I have seen those two play. And I'm not going to say I've seen them play a lot of bad games so far, but right now, in terms of efficiency, in terms of shooting percentage, they haven't played very many good games, efficient games. And they've done some really good things, and they showed some flashes. And we both know the type of players that they're going to be and that we hope for them to be. But right now, it's not like we can wait on these guys. This year, we have two players in Jameer Young and Julian Reese that are elite, all Big Ten type of players. And this isn't like a rebuilding type of year. This is a year that we thought we could improve on last year. And last year, we were in March Madness. Last year, we did some really good things. And when you have those two players that have been in um, in college basketball for a while now and have NBA type of futures in Jameer Young and Julian Reese, and you have a guy like Dante Scott, who's been at Maryland forever, you know that this isn't a rebuilding year and you are depending on these freshmen. So you need them to make an impact right away. You need them because right now they're Deshaun Harris-Smith is a starter and Jamie Kaiser right now kind of looks like our six man type of player. And so we can't wait on these guys. It's not like they have really time to get better. They have time throughout this non-conference schedule. As long as we, get back on, continue this win streak in the games that we should win in this non-conference part of the schedule, then you could say they could have time in those type of games to get their rhythm back, to get their legs back, to find their shooting ability. But when we get into Big Ten play, there's no time to figure things out. We're going to need them if we want to make a push this year for March. And with this slow start that we had, with this 3-3 and start we had, we're going to have to win some games in the Big Ten to be able to get into the tournament like our goal going into the year is. And right now, we can't depend on these two guys for scoring. I mean, I know in the future we're going to be able to for sure, and I know it's going to get better this year because it can't get much worse than how these two 
are shooting right now. And it's honestly up to Kevin Willard to find ways to get them going, to find ways to get them better shots. And I know Deshaun Hare-Smith is living in the gym. I saw a tweet that his, um, someone in his family said, Deshaun Hare-Smith just sent me a picture in the gym. He's been in the gym a ton. I know he's in the gym getting shots up after his poor shooting performance that they both had against South Alabama. Let me run through the numbers to back up what I'm kind of saying and to let you know that I'm not just bashing them because I really don't want to, but they have to improve overall. But the two guys we depend on for scoring, Deshaun Harris-Smith and Jamie Kaiser, last game against South Alabama, Deshaun had zero points, was 0 for 5 from the field, was 0 for 5 from the three-point line, and 0 for 2 from the free throw line. So he went in 0 for, didn't make a single shot, didn't make a free throw, didn't make a three, didn't make a shot from the field. And a big, a huge part of that was credit to South Alabama um, that they played Deshaun Harris-Smith, exactly how you kind of want to play him. They played zone for most of the game, which obviously isn't just a game plan for a single player like Deshaun Harris-Smith. But Deshaun Harris-Smith, you could have said going into that game, if a team plays zone against us, Deshaun Harris-Smith could struggle because the zone really makes it hard to get the ball to the rim. It's really hard unless you're the guy in the middle or the guy running the low baseline part of um, the zone like Jordan Geronimo was doing and got a couple of free dunks. But that's more for the forwards. Sean Harris-Smith isn't really going to do that. I honestly don't think he could be bad at the middle point of the zone. And the middle part of the zone is how you um, break down the zone in basketball. You got to get into the, you got to get a player in the middle. You got to get the ball in the middle. But overall, when you're on the outside, you're going to have to make some outside shots. And Deshaun Harris-Smith struggles with that right now. So when he plays against a zone, it's going to be hard for him. A lot of people say you got to shoot your way out of the zone. And right now he's just not hes not shooting the ball well, and it's, it's not coming out very nicely. I'm not going to sh- say his shot looks bad or anything, but the way it's hitting the rim, it's not like it's close. The one thing I can say about Jamie Kaiser, even though Jamie Kaiser struggled a lot too, Jamie Kaiser went 0 for 5 from the three-point arc and has not been able to sh- find a shot at all. But when Jamie Kaiser's shooting the ball, it looks still like a pretty shot, like it's going in. Deshaun Harris-Smith's shot right now, it's it's definitely struggling, and I don't know if he's lost confidence in it because I know in high school he did shoot the ball well, even though we still all knew coming in that was his biggest question mark. But overall, it did look like the shots that he was taking – you kind of could tell by the way they were coming off that they weren't going to go in. And Kaiser shots, they would, they're more closer to misses. He or they're more close, closer to makes. He had some big misses too. But overall, I think it's finding shot selection for those two. I will say Deshaun Harris Smith is taking open threes. But my biggest concern is if he doesn't find confidence in that shot and it's not good enough going into Big Ten play, teams will literally just back off and let him shoot it until he proves he can make it. Teams will, in the scouting report, especially against a team that thinks they're a little bit less talented than us overall, and a way to steal a couple points and steal a couple possessions is they'll just let Deshaun Harris-Smith shoot the ball if he can't find a way to shoot better. Because right now he's shooting 5% from the three-point arc. And so I looked at this game against South Alabama, and I come away pretty happy with the performance because Jameer Young played awesome with 16. Julian Reese had another double-double with 19 points and 15 rebounds, and Dante Scott played really well, and Jordan Geronimo looked good for the second straight game. But if these two freshmen can't step it up, it's going to be really hard to 
every single game depend on those four guys because realistically, Jordan Geronimo's not going to drop double-figure points every game. And Dante Scott might have a slow game. And Jameer Young and Julian Reese, if they're not both on at the same time, it seems really hard for us to win right now. So overall, you you have to say that outside of those four guys, Jamie Kaiser and Deshaun Harris-Smith have to step up because Deshaun Harris-Smith before this game has done some really good things, especially driving the ball. But we need those two guys to relieve pressure off of Julian Reese, to relieve pressure off of Jameer Young, and to relieve some offensive pressure off of Jordan Geronimo, just to make a couple more shots. Um, if Kaiser can get up to 30%, which he should be able to do because Kaiser's an elite shooter of the ball right now, and you can tell by the shot selection, he clearly has the green light from Kevin Willard to shoot the ball. But Deshaun Harris-Smith needs to get into the high 20s at the very least. And that's still not asking a ton from three-point percentage. Or like I'm telling you, teams are going to legit lay off. And when teams start laying off of you and just letting you shoot and just sitting on his left hand and sitting on the drive, then that's when it gets really hard mentally when teams are just completely letting you shoot. Because then – it gets, starts getting in your head when you start missing and you start to lose confidence and you start not wanting to take the shot. But overall, I I give credit for him to continue taking the shot overall. Jamie Kaiser, he's going to shoot it no matter what he shoots because he is an elite shooter of the ball. But number one thing going into the rest of the season is these freshmen or the rest of the non-conference plays, these freshmen we have to get going, have to play better offensively. Um, but – Deshaun Harris-Smith is finding other ways to make an impact. Had five assists, had five rebounds, which is very solid. So he is finding other ways to make an impact, and he's awesome at that. I went into the season saying that. He's not just a scorer. He's a guy that could have, like, a triple-double. Obviously, in college basketball, you don't get very many triple-doubles, but he's a really good rebounding guard. He's a really good passer, and he can drive the ball really well. It's really just his shooting ability. But I know it'll get better because right now he is shooting 5% from the three-point arc, so you would think it can only really get better better let's get into the mvps of the week offensive and defensive mvps from the maryland football game against Rutgers. i'll tell you about those mvps after this ad from FanDuel. as the weather gets colder the nfl offers stay hot on FanDuel. right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any 50 Dollar money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Let's get into the offensive and defensive and overall MVP from the Maryland Terrapins win against Rutgers. Let's start on the defensive side of the ball. I decided to give it to Glendon Miller, and I think this is his second MVP that he's won from me. Um, I don't know. I forget which game exactly he won the um, defensive MVP, but I think this is the second game we have gave it to Glendon Miller, and Glendon Miller has been a healthy surprise for us this year and i saw glendon miller there's a clip on instagram on the um maryland football instagram page you can check it out glendon miller was getting hype before the game he was dancing around bringing energy and you love to see that type of thing in our last game of the season it's great to see a guy like that get hyped 
And you could tell he brings a lot of energy to the Maryland football game. But he had a key interception in the Rutgers game to kind of make sure we won that game and to give us a turnover that – or to give the defense a forced turnover, which is really big. Obviously, we all know. But a bigger picture look at it, I've been really surprised with how Glenn Miller has played this year. I was questioned about him being in the slot and him starting in the slot, but he has been a great surprise this year. He's played really great in the slot for the Maryland Terrapins because he's long, he's lanky, he's 6'2", he can move, he can play in the box, he can stop the run. I think Glendon Miller has been a really good surprise, and he had a great interception on Saturday. He's long, athletic. He has three interceptions on the year, five pass deflection, and he has done some really good things to kind of put himself on the map in the Big Ten. Let's get into the offensive MVP, Ty Felton. For my number one breakout player so far this year for the Terps, it's been Ty Felton. And I don't want to say I called it, but I kind of called it. Going into the year, I said it. If you listen back then, I said Ty Felton is going to be a really good player. Ty Felton is too, might be too good of a player to not play. I said Tyree Chambers might be a really good transfer coming in, and obviously he's gone from the program now. But Ty Felton's going to be too good not to play. The junior wide receiver is 6'2", and he's got speed. He's got route running. He's got everything you want. Ty Felton's going to be an NFL player at the next level, and he's going to do some really big things next year as a senior. This year, he has 48 receptions for 723 yards um, against Rutgers. He went five receptions for 140 yards. So Ty Felton has done some really big things overall this year. He's been the biggest surprise for me going into this year, even though I kind of called it, you don't know for sure overall what he's going to do because I just looked at the way he moved, the way he ran last year, and I said, wow, this guy's a sophomore. He's going to do some really good things in the coming uh, in the coming years for the Maryland Terrapins, and he's really solidified himself as one of the best players on this team overall as a junior player, but I expect him to be back next year and to do some a huge things as a senior. I expect him to be one of the better wide receivers overall in the Big Ten. And then my overall MVP, of course, Talia Tungviola for breaking the Big Ten passing yards and doing all those things. I had a separate segment about Talia, so I'm not going to talk about it too much. But for him to break the Big Ten record and also have an amazing game to lead us to a win in the last regular season game of the season before our bowl game. And I can't wait to see our bowl game, to see our matchup, because I think it has the potential to be a huge bowl game for the Maryland Terrapins. But all he did this game, breaking that record and seeing that family video of Tua and his mom and dad um, giving him that video and saying how proud they were of him was a pretty amazing thing to be able to watch. But overall, quite the day for Talia Tunga. Viola. But that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're here every day talking Maryland basketball and football. So make sure you like and subscribe. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.